Hey guys, welcome to this week's show. This week we're talking about the most publicized subject, GameStop. You can't avoid it, Reddit, GameStop, Robinhood, three words that you probably can't forget and if you Google search them, they pop up everywhere. Have a listen to why they've been so important and how they've changed financial markets forever. And more importantly, what does the game plan going forward look like? Will it be something that's a one-off and everyone talks about, or will it become the regular pattern that we see in markets going forward? See you in the show. Hey guys, welcome to this week's Money and Investing Show with me, your host Andrew Baxter, and as always, my offsider and companion, Mr. Mitchell Laurentiel. Thanks for having me on the show, Mr. B. Now, I'm awfully flustered right from the get-go here because there's plenty going on in this market. It's absolutely ridiculous. Topic of discussion today, GameStop and Reddit. Yes, indeed. I mean, wherever you go, it's, uh, it's probably one of the more Googled phrases. Uh, if you have a look at what's going on, it's certainly hot to trot. And look, it's created a new era, I believe, in financial markets and one that certainly is worthy of exploring. We'll look at the pitfalls, we'll look at the opportunity, and we'll look at what the outlook uh, really could look like going forward on the back of this kind of active investor activity. Let's active investor activity. That's how we're going to label that today. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? It's crazy. It's so much has gone on, and even just pre-filming this broadcast, I typed in the letter G on Google to try and look up this, the share price for, mm. for GameStop. It was the first suggestion come up GameStop because everyone is talking crazy okay. about this. GME, which also shares a code with, of course, the Australian uh, mining company that's seen a meteoric rise in its price on the well, bank. There you go. Time, so there we go, crazy stuff. Well, a good place to start, AB. Let's get your rundown. What the hell has happened? Okay, so GameStop, it's a business in the US and one that's probably seen better days in the normal circumstances. Business was slowing down and in decline. And oftentimes in the trading world, particularly in the hedge fund space, um, what you can find is that sort of a wounded beast, a company that's kind of struggling a little bit, becomes the victim of what's called a short seller. Now, let's just pause there and explain what short selling is. So can we find out what a hedge fund is first and foremost for some of those viewers out there? So a hedge fund, think about a funds manager to an extent, a lot more aggressive, absolute return, typically take a percentage of the upside uh, and very aggressive returns outside uh, of just traditionally buying and holding shares, lots of derivative and arbitrage. We can get on a lot of rabbit holes with what they sure. do. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's uh, you know, 15, 20 years ago was embryonic and is now one of the mainstreams in the investing space. Okay, and one of the things they do is short sell. Correct, so short selling effectively uh, in its simplest term is where you seek to profit from the fall in a company's share price. The exact opposite to buying it, right? Exactly right, so you think, well, how can you profit from something falling in value? And the answer is very simple. You sell something you don't own. And let's just make this pretty simple. Let's say you sold um, you know, um, share X at $10, and you were right, the share price fell away, so you've sold it for 10, and let's say the share price fell to $5. You then buy your shares in X back for $5. So you sold it for 10, bought it for five. Well, all you've done is the buy and sell transaction in the reverse order, and you've made yourself $5 profit, provided, of course, the share price falls. If the share price goes up, then you will be losing for every dollar that up. Sure. So yeah. effectively that's short selling in, in a very simple form. There's a little bit more to it, but in a nutshell, that's how it works. You're selling something you don't own, you've borrowed the stock, you've sold it, and your game plan is to buy it back at a lower level. Right, and it makes sense. A fundamentally poor outlook on a business, yep. big hedge funds taking the negative view on that, hoping that the price right. will go down. Mm-hmm. Now, the real issue came about when these social media users on Reddit got together in a chat room and somehow discovered that hedge funds had a short position on games, yeah. how did that come about? Okay, so without being too cynical on this, oftentimes if you've got a position running in markets, you're going to tell people about that in the hope that they're going to coattail what you're doing. <laughs> so if you say, look, we're short this stock, and if you're a big enough player, um, you know, people might listen to you and go, well, they must know something we don't, so we'll short it as well, which serves 
the purpose of pushing the price down even further. That makes sense. I'm not suggesting it's front running, um, but effectively that's that's largely what's going on. So that someone's got short and they've told everyone we're short or it's leaked, if you want to call it that. And yeah, a, a group of activists, if you will, uh, on Reddit, Wall Street Bets, have come across that news flow and gone, hmm, interesting, okay, let's see what we can do, and have banded together, and it's not like half a dozen people, there's quite a, a swell of people here, have banded together and gone, right, let's put it up these guys over here, Wall Street's been making too much money and exploiting Main Street forever, so let's have a crack at this, and they've started to buy shares in the company. So they're essentially doing the exact opposite of what the big hedge funds are now, against them. Exactly right. And if mum, dad, Joe Bagadonis do that sort of thing, ordinarily the weight of money in Wall Street, um, it will far outweigh that. However, these guys have been pretty smart. There's quite a number of them. And what they've then been starting to do is buy derivative positions too. So they've been quite leveraged using things like options and, and all this sort of stuff to, to, to get bigger and bigger exposures to the upside in this stock. And of course, the price starts to move up. And so too it did, because if you take a look at the share price, and I've got yeah. the statistics in my, in my head here, January 11th to January 29th, so you know, not, not a lot of time there, that's a pretty short period, a couple of weeks. Yeah. We saw moves on daily, you know, to begin with sort of 10, 11%, then we started seeing 20%, 50% moves, in one single day, we saw a 92% move and then 134% yeah, quite recently. volatility. Yeah. So between 11th to the 29th, the share price in GameStop went from nearly just less than $20 to nearly $350, which is about 1,600%. Big move, right? A lot. Now remember, on the other side of the ledger, you've got a hedge fund that's short that's got a bet, and it literally is a bet that the market or that stock is going to fall in price. So when you start to look over your shoulder and go, hang on, this is going up, You've got, a, you've got a dilemma that you then have to make as a hedge fund manager. Number one is, do you close your position, admit you got it wrong, pack up your bat <laughs> ball and go home? And, and um, I've been in the hedge fund management space, there's a fair ego with people that operate in that space, so admitting you're wrong is quite tough. Or do you double down and short sell more of your position, averaging yourself out and taking a bigger and bigger bet? And I suspect that's probably what's happened here. So as the share price of GameStop has moved up on the back of the retail buying, um, there's more and more pain being felt over here. So they've tried harder and harder to push it down, bigger, bigger position. And these guys are buying more and more of it and words out that there's momentum here and day in, day out, you start to see this price move up. There's an enormous amount of pain over here. And uh, yeah, there's been some reported fairly substantial losses made, you know, I think some about five or six billion. Maybe more yeah, more Morgan Stanley came out and said six billion has mm -hmm. been lost in that time. So in two weeks, mm -hmm. we've seen 1,600% share price increase and then six billion wiped off hedge funds. Mm -hmm. Crazy times. It is. Is uh, that a result of the internet that we see today? Well, I think it's a big shift, isn't it? And that's the power of people and, and using social media platforms to be able to communicate. And in many cases, it's like, certainly in the case of Reddit, it's anonymous. Um, and, and so you've been able to sort of band together a whole tribe, so to speak, and actually start to create some leverage. Now, I don't think this is necessarily the first time this sort of thing's gone on. Um, you know, if you go back a, a number of months ago, Tesla was the most shorted stock on the uh, US market. Yeah. Uh, and Elon Musk has come out and he's a, a very vocal critic of short selling, that it's a very toxic practice, which, look, I'm a fan of short selling. I think Darwin's theory of evolution in markets, the strong succeed and the weak get put in the ground. And, and short selling enables that to, to be done with brutal efficiency in markets. It's part of the price discovery mechanism, I sure. So he's been a huge critical of this because his company has been short for you know, a, a lot of big guys have, uh, have shorted stock in Tesla hoping it's going to fall. And at one point there, it did look like it was sort of just teetering on the brink of maybe going. And now, of course, bam, you've had a 1500% jump in the stock and these guys have been burned pretty badly. Um, you know, 
opposing Mr. Musk, who's now, of course, second, if not the richest person on the planet due to his. Uh, I think he's, I think he's the richest now. So yeah, a, 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 so the, the signs were there a little while ago that you know the shorts haven't had a haven't had it all their own way. Now in the past they've they've done quite well. Um, but you know, it's one of those things, it's a speculative strategy, live by the sword and die by the sword. If you think about companies like WeWork, which was a one-way bet, um, you go back to Enron, for example, there's only only one analyst called the story there and that particular firm made a heap of money at the expense of everybody else. Um, so you know, you can make good good money in that, but it is a high-risk practice. So anyone that's sort of looking at this on the sideline that's never invested, think, oh, the account will make money, this is the thing, I'll just join a forum and away it goes. It is not as simple as that. It's happened in this case. I suspect what we're going to see here on the back of uh, what's gone on with GameStop, um, specifically I'd say the SEC are going to take a pretty good look at what's gone on because to all intents and purposes, what you've had is a manipulation of price. price Pure and simple. Now price manipulation in Australia is illegal, ASIC regulate that within the exchange and it, it is pretty much illegal in the US too. Um, but you've got to ask yourself the question. If these guys have had long positions over here and they've told other people that they have as well, there's a level of freedom of speech where you can tell someone what you're doing. And if they happen to jump on the bandwagon, that's going to create a wave, particularly if it's in a way where you've got millions of people able to tap into what you're doing. And really that's no different to someone that's short, um, that's got a short position on the hedge fund, let's slip, oh yeah, we're working some shorts here and boom, other people will join in or take the opposite that's been the case here. And, and so you're sort of moving public opinion on that on the back of an announcement or, or a leak of some sort. So it's a real sort of level playing field. It's been happening on both sides, window dressing on the part of the big guys. And then of course, Reddit has enabled this story to go out and literally go ballistic and, and change the world of investing. Absolutely. Now to play devil, devil's advocate on that, yeah. I mean, price manipulation, these Reddit users have specifically gotten together with the intention of pushing the price up yep. to stick it to, to the hedge funds. How is that not price manipulation? I know the SEC is currently investigating, mm -hmm. and we saw trading platforms like Robinhood, for example, ban trading on it or, or halt trading for a couple yeah. of days. What are your thoughts? Look, I, I think it probably is price manipulation to an extent. Um, yeah, and Robinhood in itself has got its own problems on the back of this. Some people may be familiar. Robinhood's a US broker. Um, they charge zero fees, but there's, there's, they do make their money in other ways. Uh, and, and, and their model has been shown to be quite flawed through this, where they've had to raise, I think it's $1.6, billion of capital pretty quickly uh, to shore up their balance sheet because they've got to settle on trades that have gone through at these extreme volume uh, levels at, at, at these price extremities. So there's a business at the moment that's creaking and groaning and you wonder what the long-term survival capability would be of Robin Hood through this but also the scrutiny of how it's been used as a, I'm not gonna say an accomplice because that would be libelous to suggest, but yeah, it's been the platform of choice for a lot of people in, in this particular case because of the zero commission fee. So they've used that platform to do it. So um, I guess what Robin Hood have done is gone, right, let's slow down trade, let's suspend trade. You can trade one unit of this share rather than whatever you want uh, in a way of regulating flow. And, and, and you'll find with most brokers, they can actually turn the tap on and off and slow your order flow down, sure. close enough in your, in, your, in your paperwork. And I guess all of this story is why we don't play in this space because it's the ultimate casino. And you know, if you want to have to go to the casino, go and play red or black. If you're playing with enough money, they'll give you some free drinks along the way. But this is not what the world of trading is all about. And I suspect you'll see the regulator work quite hard to try and stamp this kind of activism out of the, the way so that the fair and orderly market that professional investors are looking for uh, can be maintained and, and restored. So I think there's going to be some fairly harsh regulatory 
reviews that are done on the back of this. We don't get involved with this, while we love cover calls and, and trading on regulated markets through um, you know, legitimate broking platform, as in interactive brokers. You, know, you pay your fee, but you're dealing with a, an entity that's not having to raise capital very quickly, <laughs> it, which is probably not a thing uh, in these circumstances. So you know, this is why we play in the lower risk space, great returns, but if you're on the other side or wrong side of that trade, you've been carted. We don't want to play red or back. We want our clients you know, playing with as a level of certainty uh, in, 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 a, in an orderly and fair market. Absolutely, and I know we'll touch on that towards the latter parts of this broadcast. Mm. An interesting statistic for you, I did a bit of research before the broadcast, mm. is an average of about 15 billion shares traded on average per day across US <laughs> exchanges. Right. Now on Friday, which is the 29th, which was also the day that GameStop was up nearly 65%, I believe that day, mm. there were nearly 18 billion shares traded. Mm. So it doesn't sound like a lot, 15 to 18, but that's three billion extra. It's a 20% jump if you- There's a lot going on, right? Mm. Yeah. There's plenty of people trading and it kind of lends itself to some greater issues in the market. Mm. What do you see moving forward as to some changes that we might need to see because of mm. what reasons? So the, the regulatory space tends to lag uh, behind developments in markets. Uh, and this is going to be a big one that the SEC, uh, which is you know, the Securities and Exchange Commission is the US equivalent of ASIC. Um, they're going to have to really have a very, very close look at this because if you start to have the ability for um, you know, effectively pirates to be hijacking <laughs> what's going on. Um, they're playing with the same rule book as everybody else, but they're using social media platforms. And I suspect you know, big tech is gonna come under a little bit of scrutiny as in, um, you, know, you hosted this conversation, you're gonna be liable if you let this sort of thing continue to happen. Uh, and if it disrupts a regulated part of the economy, I suspect you know, that's the sort of angle that you may see legislation kind of take. But it's also a reflection of investing per se. If you look at the success of crypto, and you know, we're doing some work in developing a product in that space at the moment. Um, and yes, you just said that right, we are. Oh, because so surprised, here we go. It, it, it's a demand-driven product. It wouldn't be something I would particularly want to, but there's so much interest that we've been getting requests for that we've got to meet that. Um, so if we, if, we, if we take a look at what's going on in crypto, you've got this maverick world of unregulated kind of trading which has proven incredibly popular. And yes, the equity curve is extremely volatile. There's been a lot of money made. There's also been a lot of money lost, um, but it's attracted a very different kind of investor into markets. And that ability to trade from your phone, and as Robin Hood say themselves in their marketing, it's not your dad's broker. Uh, it's a very different <laughs> kind of model that it works with. And that use of technology in, let's say more exciting markets, where, or more exciting investments where movements are very, very quick, and that immediate gratification is done. And then if you're using a platform which almost has gamified the process of investing, it's almost like you're playing a video game as opposed to the boring investing world. So it's attracting a very, very different demographic. A lot of younger people in there, uh, and a lot of people that are more speculative uh, and more aggressive and comfortable with leverage and, and using technology to achieve that. So there is a paradigm shift. The wheel is turning around and regulators need to be aware of this and, and, and map out a playbook to sort of level the playing field so that everyone's working on the same format. So I do think there's gonna be some, some pretty heavy regulation that comes through there. But this is a very, very early sign of the embryonic emergence into markets of particularly Generation Y and their approach to it. Technology, short-term, engaged, gamified, and in this case, rather lucrative too. Absolutely. It's a really good example of how young people are behaving now in finance and mm -hmm. investing because yep. 
The stock market is regulated by the SEC. It's not an OTC over-the-counter product. It is a regulated it's market. Exchange traded, yeah. Exchange traded. So is it more so coming down to how people in my generation, mm. in early in their 20s or even teenagers these days, are opening accounts mm. and are rallying the troops on social media to try and get ahead of the game? It, it's peculiar. You can't help but laugh at it. Well, you go back to the dark ages of, let's say, when I started <laughs> in this industry, and I know I've used this example sort of, of how time passes. Yeah, if you're having a party back in my day, there'd be a written invite because we'd have a phone. I didn't have a phone in my house till I was 14. Makes me cringe. Mm. So we'd have a, 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 you'd have written invites at seven o'clock at my place on Friday and that would be it. And if you had an invite, you turned up. Whereas now, hey, boom. And there's a couple of clicks and hence, you know, you thought you're having 30 people around and your parents' worst, worst nightmare is a thousand people descend on your house and trash it. Project X. Right. So you've got that ability very quickly with technology, not to have eight or 10 people involved in this, but to reach out and, and have an enormous volume of people come through. So there's a really good parallel in the social context. Remember, was it Corey Worthington, the dude with the glasses? That's the parents him. were away and that's how the whole, that was. That was Project X, that movie that was based okay, off there you go. Oh, that's better. I haven't seen it yet. That's it? my dream come true. There we go. Okay. <laughs> so, so that there, looking at that as a parallel for uh, how parties are, versus what they were is how financial markets are becoming. So a couple of messages in, a, in, a, in an online forum and all of a sudden the troops are rallying and bang, there's some big action that's happening that you couldn't possibly achieve back in the day of having to provide a written invitation to somebody. So there's a huge paradigm shift. Now the rule book, the legislation is largely written based on a written invitation, which is somewhat antiquated now. So, so the regulator hasn't caught up. Yeah, but they will. They will, mm. and this we we hopefully won't see this kind of ridiculousness in the market because it is totally out of whack. Yeah, I think you need to have circuit breakers in to prevent this kind of thing. But then, how many times have short sellers come in and crushed a business and, and, and made some great dollars uh, out of something by you know creating news flow uh, and, and starting a, a momentum there that becomes a self fulfilling prophecy? This company is going out of business. That's sure. the story. We think it is, and we're big, so we know what we're talking about. Come join us, and I bet we're right. And sure enough. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Anyone who's watched the TV show Billions has seen the actual world special go on, and that's the reality of it. So, you know, and, 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 and so it's so interesting to see the sort of middle finger being shoved uh, toward Wall Street from literally, you know, Main Street. And in, in, in a way, it's great to see, but there is an enormous cost. There's a cost to this, and that's the disruption of that orderly market, which exchange-traded regulated markets are supposed to be. So regulators got their work to do here. Meantime, make hay while the sun shines. Make hay while the sun shines, absolutely. And it lends itself to, as you mentioned prior, a little bit more better down strategies, paint-by-numbers approach that we have, for example. Yeah. Now, anyone listening to this who's probably, that may not have ever invested in their life is probably thinking, wow, the stock market's a crazy place. Mm. It's not the case if you do it properly. Let's chat about, to finish off the broadcast, AB, what we do and how it's a hell of a lot different to what's going on. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we take an approach where, I'm not gonna say slow and steady wins the race, but regular lower risk trades are our bread and butter. So you're constantly getting your account working and the challenge for somebody that's coming in that perhaps is generation Y that wants that instant surge of gratification, you don't necessarily see that with our strategy, but over the course of a year, two, three, five, ten years, you definitely see that. So yeah, there's a huge sort of mismatch, if you will, between audience and uh, and the nature of that strategy. But you know, it's, it's one of those things you can have those big pops on a, on a speculative play like this and you may make a, a good chunk of money 
will the next one be the same? Or the hedge fund that's had a bit of bark taken off, in this case, the six billion that perhaps has been lost there, next time they'll have their own people seated in these chat forums and when they see the play coming, they'll be able to position themselves uh, better uh, to be able to deal with it. Maybe, you know, lure people into a bit of a trap and, and smash and come out with a win at the end of the day. Yeah, these are smart guys and they're guys that are very, very well resourced and they're guys that have got massive egos. So there's a huge crush to the ego here. Forget about the money that's been lost, it's that loss of face and that will come back in space. So uh, this could be a one or two off. You might see a couple of these before the regulator catches up, but even if the regulator doesn't catch up, given the Darwinian nature of financial markets, bet your bottom dollar that the hedge fund managers will have caught onto the process that's been used here. They'll be waiting for it and they may even lay traps and there'll be blood on the carpet for those people that try and go the wrong way. Wow, I can't wait to watch this unfold because it certainly will be interesting moving mm. forward. It, it, it's a fascinating time to be in markets. I mean, this last couple of years, or certainly last year with Boris and seeing the presidential election of rights and uh, everything has just been extreme over the last period of time. And this latest story with GameStop and this meteoric rise at the expense of the bad guys on Wall Street it's just been another chapter in what's been a roller coaster book. And if there's one thing that gets people back in the market, is that fresh excitement of what's coming next. The key thing is that's a strategy that's got its own timeline. Either the regulator or the opposition will shut that down pretty quickly. Using something that you can have month in, month out to generate cash flow. It's been working since 1974, and I bet you it works this month again. I'll take that bet with my last bottom dollar. Thanks very much, AB. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers, Mitch, anytime. There you have it, guys. GameStop, Robinhood, and Reddit. What a great session. Give us a rating and a review. We'll see you on next week's show.